Hello and welcome to the Care It Out Sleep Show, a podcast for tired parents who are searching for a bit more sleep the caring way. I'm your host, Kerry Secker, infant sleep consultant, founder of my unique sleep approach, Care It Out, and your caring sleep supporter. I really hope you'll join me on my mission to get small to settle night's sleep without the tears, training, or techniques. I love talking about sleep and I can't wait to share my sleep subjects with you. My approach to getting you more sleep is simple, straightforward, but above all, it's got to make sense and feel best for you. Ready to get more sleep? Then let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Carrot Out Sleep Show. You're listening to your host, Kerry Secker, and this is the first podcast episode of 2021. And I can't wait. Happy New Year to you. Is it too late to say Happy New Year? It feels like such a long time ago since I spoke to you via here and also such a long time ago Christmas seems like a long time ago New Year seems like such a long time ago now but I wanted to wish you happy new year and despite the whole covid crazy and chaos I really hope you managed to have a good Christmas I am really looking forward to getting started with the podcast again. In fact, I'm really looking forward to getting started back to work. I had a really lovely break over Christmas. Uh, to me, ages to switch off. I love my job. It took me a while. But I had a really lovely break and now I am ready to get back to it. And I'm so excited to see what is in store, not only for the podcast this year, but for Care It Out this year. And yeah, hopefully you will stick around for it. If you have new you've just picked up this podcast or whether you are a seasoned sleep stalker and have listened to every single episode that I've put out there big welcome and as always I really hope you find this podcast episode reassuring informative and useful that's all I ever want for the podcast that I put out there and I really the whilst I've that's all I ever want as well I also want them to be really useful and for you to come away with some really practical sensible and straightforward suggestions that you can put in place as well and today's episode is all about short and skipped naps I get asked lots of questions as you can probably imagine and one of the most popular questions my most frequently asked questions is what to do um, to the rest of their naps if their naps are short or they skip a nap so I thought you know what I'm gonna do great little podcast episode on it then it's always there and you can refer back to it so this podcast episode is episode 35 I think I didn't write it down it's either 35 or 36 and it is what to do when naps are short or skipped well first of all if you've been following me for a while you probably know that I am all about the reassurance I'm here for all the reassurance so I just want to reassure you that it is completely normal for their nap times and their length, their nap length to shift around a little bit. This is for quite a few reasons, but the most common reason that your small's naps are constantly changing, uh, constantly change, is because they are constantly changing too. And actually, the younger your baby or the younger your small, um, the more quickly they seem to change. And also, everything is linked for your small, and naps also will depend very much on what's going on around them. So everything is linked with your baby, um, digestive system, feeding, eating, going to the toilet, pooping, sleep behaviour. You might have noticed if one of those comes off track. Um, it can have a domino impact on everything else, and it's the same within their sleep. The nights link into the naps, naps lead into the night, first nap, second nap cat nap if they're having one bedtime routine how they're going to sleep bedtime boundary what we're doing at night time so it's really important to look 
look at what's going on around their naps as well and the reason why nap needs can change is because it will depend on what kind of day they've had have they had lots of physical activity how was their nights um have they eaten well things like that so there are lots of different reasons but two most common reasons are is that your small is constantly changing which means their nap needs are changing too and we need to constantly evaluate what's working for them and what isn't and then the other thing is is that everything is linked for them so um, it's important to get the naps into context and look at what's going on around that as well and it's you probably very likely to have experienced this in lockdown not only for your smalls but for yourself as well um if you aren't having as much physical stimulation exercise activity during the day that can have an impact on how tired you are come nap or night time so it's really important to look at everything and the other thing i want to mention is that nothing absolutely nothing on my approach is about being perfect or precise um because what works for one might not work for another i don't believe that you're your smalls are these little baby bed bots that are going to do the same thing day in day out everything changes life is fluid life isn't static so for me it doesn't make any reason if life isn't static why would their sleep be static either um and yeah i just don't buy into this um expectation that you're for the same reasons above i don't buy into this expectation that they are going to wake up at the same time every day nap at the same uh, the same time for the same length every day and they're going to do the same thing to the dot on the daily day in day out because again life logistics they're constantly changing depends on what's going around for them so hopefully that makes more sense and then the other thing i just want to reassure you this is probably the most important thing is that short or um a skip nap what is wrong with me i'm out of practice for talking a short or skipped nap can be very very frustrating not only frustrating and tiring for you but also for your baby sometimes um but they are all part of life logistics with a small and at some point during their nap career it is very i don't think they're going to get through their nap career without having a short or skip nap basically (laughs) they are really really common um and it is all part of life with the baby and they are frustrating (laughs) they are tiring um but they are completely normal and the other thing is is that a short or skip nap is very very unlikely to break the bed bank it's completely normal completely normal that if they skip or they have a short nap that you're going to worry or panic if they miss a nap if naps aren't consistent or the naps are super short that they are going to get overtired it's going to ruin the nights it's your whole day is ruined before you've even had finished the first nap it again it's completely normal to think to to think and feel all of these things but it's really important to come back to that my approach definitely isn't about being precise or perfect doing the same thing every day and the odd short or skipped nap is very very unlikely to break the bed bank um you may have a short like a temporary bedtime might be a little bit tricky the nights might be unsettled but it's not going to complete it can feel like it but it's not going to completely ruin everything because they're normal all of the things i've just gone through they change they're normal things are changing for them it's not about being precise or perfect and they're unlikely to break the bed bank so i really hope that reassures you however when naps are short or skipped it is natural to do those things telling a parent not to worry or get anxious about a short nap it's 
it's never going to work because it's, it's normal, completely normal to worry about it because let's be honest, we worry about everything. But um, even though they are normal, there are a few things that we can do. I think it's always, I like a plan. If that hasn't come across, I'm definitely a girl with a plan. So it's nice to have a few tools up your sleeve or a plan for what to do when they do go for when the naps don't quite go to plan and they go a little bit awry. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go through my suggestions um, if they miss a nap completely and if they wake early from their nap. And then I'm also going to answer some of your questions. I put it out on, I think it was Instagram, but it might be in Facebook. Did you have any questions about short or skip naps? And as you can probably imagine, I got sent loads. So I've picked out five of the most common questions that you've asked. And as a little bonus at the end, I'm going to go through those as well. But let's start with what to do if they miss a nap completely. Now, as I mentioned above, for all the reasons, I'm not going to go back through them again, because I think <laughs> I think I've reassured you enough there. It is completely normal for them to skip the odd nap for all the reasons I've just mentioned. And it is completely natural for you to panic um, that it's going to ruin everything. They're not going to sleep that night. The day's gone. That's it. The day's gone off course. But it is completely part of the course for infant sleep. My suggestion would be when this um, happens is to try to keep the next nap on track as much as possible. And if you can, I would try to aim to settle them for their next nap as cl- at their usual time if you can. It's natural to worry that they are going to get overtired and it's natural to think that um, they're not going to manage that gap. But where you can, my suggestion would be to try to get to their nap to their the next nap at their usual time if you can. However, if they struggle, because I think it's always good to have all, you know, plan A, plan B, plan C. If they struggle, it's always okay to bring the next nap earlier. Like it's always okay to roll with your routine. But my suggestion would be to try not to overcompensate. I'd only bring it earlier by say 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes maximum. Or try to get as close to that nap time as possible if you can. Um, I think it's always really important that it's always okay to adjust their nap times if needed. But the key is really try not to overcompensate and bring it earlier too much. Otherwise, we just end up in this situation. They've missed a nap. They have a the next nap is really early because they've um, missed that nap, and then that can that can bring your whole day off track. So. Always okay to adjust the naps if needed, but try not to overcompensate too much. And generally speaking, again, I'm not really much of a a rules kind of girl, but generally speaking, 30 minutes either way, again, isn't going to break the bank at all. And the other thing to note that is if this is happening for a run of naps, like if, if it's been happening for probably five to seven days and then missing naps or uh, refusing them or taking ages to settle, it may mean it's time to tweak their nap times a little bit or they might be ready to drop a nap as well. And there's, I don't think I've got a podcast on it. Maybe that's an idea for another podcast episode. Um, but I will have a look if I've got some um, resources on it. I'll have a look and put it in the show notes and if I haven't then I'm going to add that on the list to do because I think that would be quite handy to to go through and then the other one is if they wake early from their nap once again can't reassure you enough very very normal for them to wake early from their naps um 
I don't buy into this just it's so so many unrealistic expectations on your smalls but one of the biggest ones is that they're going to every day wake at the same time nap at the same time for the same length every day it's normal for their nap lengths to shift around a little bit and again for all the reasons that I went through earlier um and it is normal for them to wake up early from from their naps regularly not on the regularly sometimes completely normal and it is normal for you to worry that it means that they're going to get overtired impact the nights and bring it all off track and again I'm always very honest that is a possibility because if I've learned anything from working with parents for 22 years is anything is possible but it's unlikely to cause a massive um break in their bed bank I if they do wake up early I think it's worth talking about resettling um I'm always very honest on on my approach. I don't, again, I don't expect you to resettle them to sleep a certain length on my approach because if one, if they're going to go back to sleep, they're going to go back to sleep quite quickly. But two, that can often feel quite forceful and quite frustrating for everybody trying to get them back to sleep and the chance of them going back to sleep if they wake up from a nap are quite slim my whole approach would be to try and work on sometimes just shifting our expectations some babies are more predispositioned to have shorter naps um and for some it just means that they're moving around a little bit um but it doesn't necessarily mean we've got to get them to resettle to a certain time. So if they are, if they do wake up from their nap shorter than you you expect them to, if they are emotionally easy, so they're not crying, they're quite happy, they're awake. I think it's always worth having a little pause and giving them a little bit of patience just to see what they do next. Give them that practice to see if they go back to sleep. And nine times out of ten. If they're going to do it they'll go back quite quickly and if not they're they're up and ready for the day uh, for that for the nap not for the day but they finish that nap for the day and then if they are if they wake up and they are crying they're upset they look as if they're still quite sleepy i do think it's worth a resettle or worth trying i call it a courtesy resettle where nine times out of ten i know in my heart of hearts they're not going to go back to sleep but i'll do it just to a give them the bed benefit of the doubt and to feel like I've done something to to for my own sanity to make sure I've checked that they're not going to go back to sleep so if they wake up they're crying they're emotionally uneasy I would always go back in make eye contact wherever they are if they're on you I would try and rock them back to sleep if they're in a different room I'd go in calmly say a little sleepy sentence you're all right baby bob I'm here you're safe at sleepy time see if they go back to sleep and then if that doesn't work um then my suggestion would be to I'd probably try for a minimum of three goes of resettling so picking them up putting them back down or doing what you normally do to settle them three times or 15 minutes max I think the minute it starts becoming forceful or frustrating that is when I would probably suggest to park it because as I mentioned before if they are going to resettle back to sleep after they wake up early for a nap it's usually it's likely to happen quite quickly and you can see that they're still tired if that makes sense you you are always their expert you always know um even when it doesn't feel like it the best person to judge what they need in that moment so i think that's really important 
So I hope that helps. If they have the courtesy resettle and they don't resettle, it is very easy to panic and feel like it's going to ruin the whole day and night. And again, as I mentioned before, whilst this is a it is a possibility, being honest, it is very unlikely. We simply cannot control how long they're going to nap for. And you aren't failing if you can't make them to nap. I think sometimes um, it definitely feels like that at times. But sleep is a biological process. They're only going to stay asleep or go to sleep for when they are biologically able and capable of doing so um i think sometimes that's a real misconception that sleep consultants have a, a magic sleep wand and are just in control of sleep it's not it's for me it it always comes back down to biology and that can be hard parenting is very personal it's hard not to take it personally and think oh gosh it's something i'm doing wrong they've woken up from a nap early i'm failing i can't resettle them it's something i'm doing wrong but it can certainly feel like that but always come back to it's not your fault it is biology and my if this does happen my suggestions would be pretty much the same as what i've just went through my suggestion would be to try and stick to the next nap on time if you can. As much as possible, I would try and get them to their next nap time. However, if you do need to bring it slightly earlier, try not to pull it, um, try not to pull the, um, the next nap too early. Because again, we just end up in this cycle of these really um, short naps throughout the day. Um, I think the key is to always roll with their routine. It's always okay to allow that that kind of shift around in their nap the time of their length gosh can't even get your words out Kerry it's always okay to roll with their routine and it to for their the length of their naps to shift around a bit I got there but the key is not to try and overcompensate too much if you need to bring it earlier bring it earlier but no ideally get as close as possible or no more than 30 minutes because otherwise um we can get in a bit of a pickle get stuck in the sleep cycle if needed um i think this is really important if they're unwell you've had a complete shocker of a night for everybody's sanity um you're having a re- like it's just one of those days i think there's always a caveat on my approach it comes down to i don't expect it to be precise and perfect every day we can't always do like these are just suggestions not shoulds. we can't always do that you're always in charge and in control on my approach you are your baby's expert you know what you and your baby needs in that moment and what's going to work for you and if it all does completely come off track do whatever you need to do to, to help everybody through the day always ask yourself what is the priority here getting to the end of the day everybody's sanity do what you need to do and then tomorrow is a whole new day i think that's really 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 important um i wouldn't want somebody really pushing to do these suggestions when it clearly wasn't working for them and i think it goes without saying um if they're unwell everything just comes off track if they're unwell you're unwell just let them sleep the body knows what it needs so there's always a caveat to that approach but hopefully that makes sense so just a little nap recap then if they miss a nap completely or they wake early from their nap it's normal for them to skip the odd nap it's normal for them to wake early from their naps and it's even more normal for you to panic 
and worry that they're going to get overtired, it's going to ruin the day, it's going to ruin the night, it's going to ruin everything, break the bed bank. Whilst it's possible, very, very unlikely, it's completely normal. Part of the course for infant sleep, and my suggestion would be to try to keep the next nap on track as much as possible. So if you are following nap gaps, stick to that nap gap. If you go by clock naps, I would stick to the time. Get to as close as possible to the next nap as possible, even if there is a little bit of... Um, they might be a little bit overtired, there might be a little bit of adjustment, you might be limping towards the next nap. And that's completely normal to be a little bit aggy, that's fine. But if they are absolutely limping, they're crying, they, they desperately need a nap, then my suggestion would be to bring it earlier, anywhere between 15 to 30 minutes-ish um, to help. And the key is to try not to overcompensate if they wake, um, if they miss a nap or wake early. And the caveat to that is if they're unwell. Anything goes because you've just got to do whatever you need to do to get through the day and get everybody well again. So hopefully that was helpful. And then the other thing is to, to have a think about is if they have um, their nap is short or they have um, skipped a nap, their bedtime might need adjusting as well because it can bring the whole day. If they've had short or skipped naps during the day, it's very logical then to think, oh, what do we do with bedtime? Um, and again, it is the same kind of theory. If needed, it's always okay to bring their bedtime a little bit earlier if, if the naps have been skipped or have been short. But again, we don't want to bring it too early if we can help it. Um, generally, I would um, suggest bedtime no earlier than 6.30pm, regardless of what's happened with their naps. And if you do need to adjust it and roll with the routine, try not to bring it any earlier than 30 minutes if you can. Um, but again, I can't stress this enough. The main thing about my approach is that you are your smalls expert. These are suggestions and are simply a guide. They are in no way gospel and if you are having an absolute sleep shocker need to do something for everybody's sanity they are unwell you do need to do whatever you need to do um and it's the same thing for for bedtime i say 6 30 because i think i always like to help you understand why i've suggested something not just plucking these sleep suggestions but if we go to bed the two reasons why i try and keep it 6 30 at the earliest and have that as a guide like it can shift around a little bit is because one if we go to bed too early what can happen is that they will just wake earlier and keep you in that cycle of short waking going to bed early waking early running out of day for your naps and the other thing is if they do go to bed for some not all but for some babies and smalls um smalls that's why i call them smalls i i call up to age date really um that's why i use the word small um but if for some smalls if they go to bed too early what can happen is that can cause frequent night wake-ups or a split night as well so it's just it balances out a little bit um but yeah bedtime if they've had short skip naps i often get asked okay what do i do at bedtime and that would be my suggestion no earlier than 6 30 if you can um regardless of what's happened um during the day if you need to adjust it bring it a little bit earlier um bring it earlier by 30 minutes and again if it's an absolute shocker for everybody's sanity you just need to get them to bed they're hanging by a thread then i would get them down and try again the next day it might be that we need to space out the naps a little bit more it might be that we need to nudge the naps out a little bit um there's there's usually chances are there's a little work around from that but I, I want to try and stick to the short and skip naps so i hope you found that really super helpful um 
I think it's really interesting. It happens if... I really, really, really hope that if your little one going forward does have a short or skip nap, you remember those little suggestions and it does help. It might not make it any less tiring or frustrating. Um, I can't promise that, but hopefully it just helps make it feel a little bit better for everybody. And like I said, I'm definitely somebody that really likes a plan. Most of the parents I talk to really like a plan too. And just having sometimes it's the not knowing what to do that sends us into a tailspin and that just makes us worry or be a little bit anxious even more so hopefully that will help right I've got five questions that you sent in for me that I'm going to answer now for you and I'm just going to crack on and go through them one by one um so question number one was how long should you try to resettle them if they wake early like most things on my approach I don't have arbitrary rules that we are going to settle them for this amount of time or we're going to settle them so that they sleep x amount of time generally speaking I think I mentioned it before if they wake up they're crying they are they're crying they're emotionally easy they look as if they want to be settled back to sleep I do think it's always worth doing the courtesy resettle whether that's for their bed benefit or for yours and just to just to see whether they go back to sleep but I wouldn't let it become forceful and frustrating because I think I mentioned it before if your baby is or small is going to go back to sleep chances are they're going to go back to sleep quite quickly um it would almost for most be you know in the first couple of minutes you can almost tell um whether they're going to go back to sleep or not so generally speaking if you are going to resettle them i'd probably recommend 15 to 20 minutes max um or three times of doing something if that makes sense so if you hold them to sleep or feed them to sleep and you try and put them down or they don't go to sleep three times of doing that or 15 minutes whatever comes first and if you find yourself getting in that place where it feels really frustrating it feels forceful everybody's getting hot and bothered I would just park it for that for that nap and move on to the next one um it it can vary I'm sure you've all experienced this it become it can become very um frustrating very very quickly trying to resettle them Um, and actually that can be more tiring sometimes than just accepting you know what this is what they needed for that nap now we're just going to roll on to the next one question number two what to do if they fall asleep super late in the afternoon now again super late in the afternoon is really subjective isn't it because super late can mean different things to different people Again, my approach really isn't these arbitrary rules that they've all got to be up by a set time because every baby's completely different. What works for one might not work for another family. Um, and I've had some little ones have a, a nap as late as 5pm for 15 minutes and then parents are happy with a, an eight, half past, a bedtime in the 8, half past 8 region. So for me, it will always come back to what your baby needs or and what is working for you however if they fall if they don't usually have a nap in the afternoon or um it is really super late like past 3 p.m again we have to have compassion and be kind to ourselves because it's out of our control if we're in the car the buggy walking around if your child is going to go to sleep late in the afternoon there's probably not much we can do about it. it that control works both ways so if they fall asleep super late in the afternoon 
remember again the it's yes it can be a bit of a danger doze you might have a later bedtime but again it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to break the bed bank and it's part of the course of right a passage i think for a small to have quite a late nap and a late bedtime um but if they do fall asleep super late in the afternoon generally speaking i would give them 15 20 minutes and then up i would try to avoid again this is really common especially if naps are short in the afternoon i see this quite a lot in practice where they have really short or early naps during the day and as the day gets on they've had more awake time so they've got more pressure so then they do want to sleep late in the afternoon and then because they've set late in the afternoon late bedtime or they go to bed um a little bit overtired wake up early and then we just start that cycle again so generally speaking my suggestion would be to if they if they fall asleep they fall asleep there's nothing much we can do about that but i would cap it at 15 20 minutes um but again there's all there are always caveats to that what to do if they wake early from their lunchtime nap again reassurance here it is completely normal for them to wake up sometimes from their lunchtime nap early could be for numerous reasons it may be that they didn't have as much um, physical or mental stimulation before they went down they might have got disturbed postman dog barking someone else builders etc they might have even farted themselves awake it is possible um but it is completely normal and again if they wake early from the lunchtime nap i think oh, everything we've just gone through in the in the podcast episode really give them the chance to resettle um, give them a courtesy resettle if they're really not going to go back to sleep it, within that 15 minutes it's becoming forceful or frustrating go on to either their bedtime or their next nap if they're having a cat nap if you try to get to um their bed the their normal bedtime if as much as possibly can if that's not going to happen and you know it's not going to happen try and bring it a little bit earlier by 30 minutes 6 30 at the earliest and if they do have a um a short lunchtime nap it's and you, you feel that they need an afternoon snooze um then i would give them a 15 20 minute pauses it's about again with that after that cat nap in the afternoon and it does depend on your small's age but it's always okay to i know i joke about danger does because for some that can have a massive impact on them but generally speaking if they need a cat nap they need a cat nap but the key is not to make it too late so pre five o'clock and try to keep it short like between 15 to 30 minutes so we're not overcompensating ideally we want to try and avoid too much sleep later in the day because it takes away from their tide in the tank come bedtime so hopefully that helps and hopefully this podcast will help um if they do wake up early from their lunchtime nap next question is if they wake up super early how do you keep your day on track this is a really 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 common question and my answer to this would be to um it is really really common where we get caught in this cycle of waking early where they wake up early first nap is um quite early on in the day and then you've got your rest of your day to fill with very like one or two naps depending on how old your small is so my suggestion would be to if they do wake up super early there's a couple of things you could do if they get to and again it depends on how early they're up as well if they wake up at say um like really super early something with like a four in it sometimes a three or a four in it and they go back to sleep i would give them a power snooze at around anywhere between six and seven for 15 20 minutes 
then wake them up and then start your your day from there it's not going to work for every small um i i'll be honest it's something i very rarely use but the times i actually have done it the few times i have done it it has worked because it just resets it's, it's a little bit like it's a reverse cat nap it kind of resets your day so your whole day isn't pulled earlier so that's one option the other option would be that if they wake up super early would be to resist it's really difficult but not to try and bring that first nap really super early because then you're up then you just get caught in that cycle up early early nap rest of the naps are early early to bed wake up early so sometimes what i find really super what i would suggest to parents in practice is if they do wake up early try to keep that nap as late as possible i try to avoid getting them back down for a nap any earlier than 8 8 15 a.m if you can um again it will depend on the age of your small what time they've woken up but even if it's a bit of a stretch they're a little bit aggy um and it's a it can feel a little bit uncomfortable my suggestion i'm not talking about crying and they're clearly desperate for a nap but i'm just talking a little bit like witchy hour like they want to nap i would try and keep them going to at least 8 8 15 let them have a nap but again i wouldn't overcompensate and let them have probably any more than an hour an hour and 15 um in that morning nap um because that can mean then that they're up early nap early have a first I hope this is making sense up early nap early take a long nap and then we kind of we run out of day really for the rest of the naps so that would be my suggestion if they wake up super early couple of things either give them a little reverse cat nap between six or seven for 15 20 minutes then start your naps from there or try and get their nap no earlier than 8 8 15 if you can um if that feels like a massive stretch and both you and your small are limping then you can do it very you can do you can nudge that nap later slowly i've definitely taken time to do that with some um some little ones where we would say right no nap before whatever time they wake up no nap before seven for two or three days then seven thirty, then eight so you gradually build up to it so hopefully that will help and then this is the last question do you have any tips for dealing with the anxiety and spiraling thoughts i think the biggest thing here is just loads of reassurance again that it is completely normal to um, worry and get anxious if they miss a nap, I think. And I know my content doesn't always help with that because, you know, nail your naps and the night's going to come or work on overtiredness. And for a lot of babies, that does work and it is really helpful. Parents need to hear that. But it's really important that the naps are just what is to always come back to and remind yourself that naps are just one part of a settled night the the naps aren't go, it not a settled night isn't going to be riding on the naps alone or it's very very unlikely to be just riding on the naps so i think the biggest thing is i don't know how it feels for you it feels different to everybody but it is completely normal to be anxious and worry and have spiraling thoughts when they miss or skip a nap but i think i would just try and again that compassion for yourself remind yourself that it is natural it is normal it's okay to, to worry and be anxious about about your baby about anything about your small naps bedtime what's going on how much they're eating um it's completely normal to to worry and have those thoughts acknowledge the thoughts um thank you for sharing that insightful thought with me try not to pay 
too much attention to them I think I find acknowledging my thoughts really helpful like I thank myself for having that thought and I'll try not get into a a massive future forecasting session with myself where I go this could happen or or it's never going to happen or that those thoughts very quickly spiral um if they are really really like the thoughts really are bothering you they're starting to impact your behavior or what you're doing I think it's always worth um reaching out for support talking about it um but yeah and just I think the biggest thing is just to remind yourself that it is normal everybody has these thoughts and um misnaps aren't going to break the bed bank I think that's that's really important um and remind yourself that naps are just one part of it yes they're important but it's more it's the bigger picture it's about looking as i mentioned we've gone full circle as i mentioned in the beginning everything's linked for your small so it's about looking at everything rather than focus down on one thing and if you are really struggling with anxious thoughts worry it's always worth reaching out to your gp having a chat with them um there's lots of different therapies um again i feel like i'm really talking outside my scope of practice here and i think it's really important for practitioners whatever you're practicing in to stay in your scope of practice um i'll have a look for you i will see whether i can find um any resources and if i can i will put them in the notes for you and if you are really really worried and the thoughts are spiraling out of control please know my inbox is always open it might take me a while to get back to you but i will always i try my best to respond to every single email i get um and i will try and help you from there well i'm trying to keep these podcasts under 30 minutes this is my new year's resolution but i just i think i got a bit carried away i just love to chat but i'm going to end it there i really hope you found that podcast I really loved it. I'm so happy to be back. But I hope you found it useful, reassuring, informative, and you've got a plan or some tools up your sleeve for when your small has a short or skip nap. And I will be back in another couple of weeks with another episode. But in the meantime, sending a big love and sleep solidarity to you all. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to me, your host, Kerry Secker, on the Carry Out Sleep Show. I really hope you found this podcast episode reassuring, informative, but most importantly, it helps you and your small to a more settled night's sleep the caring way. If you did, please don't forget to subscribe to the show below, leave me some feedback, or share it with a parent pal. I love hearing that you love listening. My next podcast episode will be available in two weeks' time. But if you really can't wait that long, please come and find me over on Instagram at Care Out Sleep Consultant. I update my sleep squares and speak about sleep there on the daily. Big love and sleep solidarity. Until next time.